0: So we went to Cherry Grove this weekend. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Did, did a little uh, beaching. A little bit, yeah. Just uh, got away. So, That's sat on the beach and uh, sourced some, did some sourcing, some shoes and some books. So, always reselling, even on vacation. That's right, baby. That is right. All right. Yeah. It, it was too early to kind of go to the beach and it was like let's see oh it's coming up on 10 a.m and i said yesterday i said let's go play mini golf you know and she's like all right let's do it so we played mini golf and then um also something we talked about on the podcast yeah yes we played at the black pearl there in cherry grove and then um and then we got out and it was a little early for lunch and this and that and i said you want to go to goodwill she said yes <laughs> that's why i love you so well, i guess
1: even if you're on vacation working that it, it's not really work if you enjoy doing
0: that's it that's right and they have more high volume thrifts at myrtle beach yeah than we do here they got way Kinda, more shoes
1: yeah kind of <clears> like <throat> if you want to find the good stuff around here you go to the ones in mooresville
0: you go to one of the ones in Moresville. one of the ones in mooresville like yeah
1: or the big one in winston is pretty good too i've heard
0: it's a crapshoot.
1: yeah I, I guess
0: yeah i mean my biggest find ever was at the one here in town really yeah yeah what was it I paid six bucks for a little Tupperware tote full of. Uh, um, I had at that point when I bought it, I had never heard of Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh. And I made a I made right at six hundred dollars off sure of six you bucks. Did. Yeah.
1: I'm sure you did.
0: Yeah, I still got a couple of them.
1: Oh.
0: But we just sat in the living room floor in awe. Like I would Google one and be like, Oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah. You know, so sold one for one hundred thirty-two dollars.
1: Which one was it?
0: Um, the chick holding the pumpkin. Yeah. The Chica. Chica, yeah, yeah. holding the pumpkin.
1: Yeah. I so, I'm sad that I know that I know her name and I know the name of the character.
0: Yeah, so I don't really know, but I've never worked. I've
1: never played it, but I've seen it played.
0: So yeah, you never know. It's a crapshoot. Yeah. Yeah, it's a crapshoot. What's up, guys and gals? Welcome to episode seven four. This is episode seventy four of the What Makes Us Human podcast. Right here is JL. Over there is HP, and right there is JR. HP is Hannah, by the way. How you doing, JR? I'm doing well. I'm a little tired, but I'm doing good. How yeah. about So, All right, Jared's got the slow blink going. I'm, uh...
1: I have been design- given the initial designation. I'm so happy. HP. Yay, I'm the printer.
0: <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Obviously, you just got back from the beach, so yeah, I'm a little tired. It's been a big day, but we didn't leave until late. So, uh, because we hit more goodwills today. Oh, okay. But uh, but we had a good time. So yeah, good weather too.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure.
0: Yes, it was nice.
1: It was beautiful
0: here. You listen. Listen to some podcasts on your drive back. Oh yeah, true crime all the way. I know you're a big fan of podcasts. Yes. Did you say podcasts are the greatest thing since sliced bread? Yes. Well, okay. not well. Close. Okay. Yeah, we'll keep it a family show. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> podcasts are great. Mm-hmm. Almost as good as sliced bread. So, Jared, why don't you tell our, our dear listener today what we're talking about? Here. We are going to talk about sliced bread and the banning of it. The banning of it. Yeah. Yeah. So don't turn us off. We'll make it fun, folks. I know it sounds pretty vanilla. <laughs> I don't but know this why. One's good. I
1: don't know why you would turn off something about bread. Bread is one of the best things on this planet. Now we have
0: a uh, we have a, a shared friend that does not eat bread. Well, enough. Because that was, medical reasons? No, no he just doesn't like bread. Out. That's actually kind of where I want to start this conversation. Is you know you're you're a blue collar guy. Yeah. You probably pack your lunch. Used to. Okay. Sometimes I still do. Okay. Now we have the vending machine Yeah. where you can get salads and sandwiches. Okay. And under the Biden administration, it's the same as grocery shopping. Mm. So it's about the exact got, same so, cost. Yeah. see so, yeah. so they, so they just raise the prices on all of our, mm-hmm. our vending stuff at uh, work. And mm-hmm. it's yeah, real high. It's ridiculous like everything else. But I like a good sandwich. Okay. How do you how do you feel about bread? Some people are fans. Love ones, it. There's, there's people who aren't. Okay. So when I was growing up, this came up in the... The hot dog episode, when I was coming along, a wee little fella in the early 80s, um, I would put a hot dog diagonal on a piece of wheat bread. Yes. Yes. A little, a little Tabasco, a little mustard down the hatch, baby, with some mac and cheese and some red Kool-Aid. Oh. (laughs) So.
1: You're, you're talking about the, uh. The college kids hot dog bun right now. That's right. Yes. The
0: yep. college kids hot dog bun. Yep. Yeah. So just a hot dog bun in our house if we didn't happen to have buns. Just, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I would, and I, you know, I got in trouble at my buddy Jerry Dale's with his dad because his dad made biscuits and gravy and mm-hmm. I wanted more and the biscuits were so thick that he caught me ladling gravy on a piece of white bread and he's like, what the heck is that? He? <laughs> I love it. So, so bread has been very important in human history. <laughs> yeah. And it still is. Like, it's one of the earliest things. I've I've seen debates on early agriculture Mm -hmm. and what we were trying to accomplish with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of stuff centered around bread. Yeah. Every once in a while, you'll see the argument that mankind invented agriculture because they wanted beer. (laughs) Right. But, again, related, wheat. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta have people that are. You, you gotta have a, a group of people in numbers because yep. of safety in numbers. Mm-hmm. You gotta have enough people to where some people can spend the day doing stuff like making bread. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I mean, so you gotta have, almost have a tribe in you, order to make yeah, bread. You gotta. You gotta have farming. Yeah, you gotta have farming. So cereal crops like wheat and barley. C E R E A L. Not S-E-L. Not R-I-A-L. and game growing corn. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cereal crops developed very early on in agriculture, but they were a little different in different places. Kind of the the Fertile Crescent in the Middle East, you get a lot of wheat and barley and things like that. But in Asia, you get rice. Rice. In the Americas, you get maize. Maize. M-A-I-Z-E. And... and in, and in October, it's a maize, maize. Oh, yeah, the amazing yeah.
1: maize, maize. Right.
0: And, and sorghum in, in sub-Saharan Africa. Sorghum. But pretty much, we developed these different cereal crops and we made bread. out. It's yeah. what we did as people. Yeah. Early leavening was somewhat primitive. It was uh, some usually some sort of sourdough starter they would take a a piece of the dough from the day before and use it you know basically once they had once they had gained um their starter using the yeast and stuff from the air they would just continually recycle that that's kind of how yeah so this is skilled labor Mm -hmm. that's kind of how sourdoughs work yeah i mean early on prior to this you had you had non uh yeasted breads and things you had um Non-leavened breads, right? Crackers, but shop. but you know, we quickly figured this out that hey, you left this out and it bubbled up, yeah. And we baked it, and it tastes pretty good. So, yep. um, other places, so the Gauls and the Iberians, um, the Gauls being French, in, yeah, mm-hmm. basically France, Western Europe, mm-hmm. um, and the Iberians being the Iberian Peninsula, they would use foam that they skimmed from their beer. At, at ah, okay. Nice. Um makes sense. And other places, places that didn't have beer but had wine, would make a paste of of uh their their grape must, or they would take take their wheat bran and steep it in wine. So mankind, even if they didn't know what was happening, they're like, Hey, if we do this, the bread's better. This happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because ultimately bread air is what makes bread good. Yeah. Kinda like ice cream. That's true. Mm-hmm. You gotta have air in it. hmm that's true. And that's also why um gluten free bread is terrible. It's hard to pull off, man. Because the yeast and the gluten combine to make those big air bubbles that make it soft and chewy and yeah. delicious. And, and without that you get something more the texture of pound cake, which is great in pound cake, but not so much in not a sandwich. You don't want a yeast roll with the density of a pound. <laughs> a cake. pound- and it's a pound of yeast row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the whole like freestanding oven thing, they really became popular in ancient Greece. By the 5th century BC in Athens, bread was made in special bakeries. Mm. Um, and Greek bakers appeared in Rome in the 2nd century BC. Okay. If you want to learn about the classical time, just read up on the 5th century BC in Athens, folks.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> just,
0: you'll be a pig and slop if you're into history. If you're not, you'll hate it. But <laughs> yep. I took an entire class in college called Athens in the 5th, and it was hard. Every time we met, I had a three-page paper, dude. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was something, Jack. I enjoyed it. You know what a trencher is in medieval Europe? A trencher? A trencher in medieval Europe. It's either something you use in the latrine to loosen your stool or it's some sort of bread. What is it? It is some sort of bread. Okay. They would take a piece of stale bread. the trencher. I'm clogged up on the <laughs> latrine, you know. They would take a piece of stale bread. Okay. Uh, roughly 15 centimeters by 10 centimeters. Okay. And basically, it would be an absorbent plate. So they would set it on the table and put their food on top of oh. oh, okay. Like a bread bowl. Yeah. And then at the end of the meal, the trencher might be eaten or given to the poor or fed to the dogs. Given to the poor. Yeah. Okay.
1: I've heard of that. I just can't remember where. I don't know why I
0: laughed. I just was not expecting given to the poor. Yeah.
1: I mean, I've heard, I, th- I think I've heard the term like a trencher of whatever. Huh.
0: Okay.
1: And it was like a medieval, I guess, yeah,
0: like at the Renaissance Festival when you heard them. I've
1: never been to the Ren Fair. Was,
0: I have. It was definitely going my first time this year. <laughs> it was definitely there were Klingons. Yeah, yeah it was definitely a, uh, a medieval thing because by the 15th century, they started replacing them with wooden trenchers, which you know eventually they become more plates. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Is now, but maybe okay. So quick story time. So right. I'm standing there chewing on my giant turkey leg at are they the worth Renaissance it? Fair, huh? Are they worth it? Oh, they do, yeah.
1: Ooh,
0: okay. I'd kill for a bottle of High Fifty Seven. They're mm-hmm. immune.
1: Oh, they are immune. Know? They're
0: not turkey. Well, I'm sitting there gnawing on that thing like a Neanderthal in his greater years, and all of a sudden, this huge man dressed all in silver and black walks up to me and stops. Mm-hmm. And I kind of—it's like a foot taller than me. I kind of look over. And he's a giant Klingon from Star Trek. <laughs> and he turns and looks at me and I, I'm like. Does
1: he actually I'm, speak Klingon to you? Well, hold up.
0: I'm like, how you doing? You know, that's my typical go-to when I think you're weird and I don't know what else to say. Okay. Um, so if I look at you and say, how you doing? I've either done something stupid <laughs> or I think you're stupid. And uh And he goes something like. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're single, aren't you? <laughs> And he kind of cracked a grin and walked off. <laughs> so that was my one time at the Renaissance. No. I'm
1: I'm going for the first time in November.
0: Wow, well, enjoy it! I have. You'll love it. I I have friends who go and they've complained about how crowded it's gotten. got. Uh, well, they're
1: they're fixing that, or they're supposed to be fixing that with. You have to buy your tickets beforehand, and they're eliminating the amount of tickets that you can get per day, oh. and the amount of tickets you can get at one time. So
0: there were a lot of jokes that only the adults got.
1: Yeah, a oh, lot. Yeah. Well, and the no. weekend don't where... take
0: your church group to no. the. Renaissance no,
1: <laughs> I mean the weekend we're going is called Time Travelers Weekend, and uh-huh. the girls that I'm going so it'll with. Yeah,
0: it'll, no. it'll, it'll be uh-huh. where everyone
1: dresses up as sort of whatever they want, and so my friends who are going dress up as characters from Gravity Falls. Um, the Disney show Gravity Falls. They always dress up as Dipper and Mabel and I'm dressing up with them and I'm going to go as Wendy, um, an older friend of theirs from the show.
0: I would go as a 40-year-old guy from the mid-2000s, early 2000s. That's what I would go as.
1: We have a friend who, she might be going with us too and she asked, she was like, do do, do I have to dress up? And we're like, no, you don't have to. And I'm only doing it because the costume is basically my own style anyway, just with a different hat. Ah. So I was like, Sure, I'll I'll wear my green flannel. Sure, whatever.
0: Back to trenchers. <laughs> All right. Pretty early on, we figured out, mankind figured out that we like bread, but we don't like bread, but we like toast. Okay, yeah. But, you know, for a long time methods of, of making toast, toasted bread, were, you know, a lot like making s'mores. Right. Yeah, you, know, you might have this contraption with a cage on. It. You could hold over a fire and yeah. try to. Yes. Um, but that's you know that's that's really about it. And then came the age of the American tinker, tinkerer. Think about the late 1800s, early 1900s. There were we have really fast forwarded. We have really mm-hmm. fast forwarded because we're not talking. we ultimately we're not talking about bread. We're talking about slice bread. bread. And so in that time period, you know. It seemed like everybody ever ever at least every guy and some women also were tinkering with stuff in their garage they were they had an idea for what the world is missing, yeah they're gonna bring it to market, and one of the things that kind of went along with this was. Around the same time that, that Edison and Tesla are arguing about electricity and light bulbs and all of that, and I'm not going to get into that on this episode. The other thing that, that people are trying to come up with besides the light bulb, if you think about how important this seems, they wanted the light bulb and they wanted to use electricity to toast bread. Okay. Like these are the two mm-hmm. things that so they needed the easy we bake can, oven. We can use this new technology exactly. We can use this new technology to to toast. You can use a light bulb to toast bread. That's mm-hmm. right. Not the not not LEDs. Right? No, not LEDs. No. Ironically, because we've been talking about an American tinkerers. Oh, do you like to tinker? No, you're not not really that type. I tinkered once at the old house and yeah. about killed myself. I found the capacitor on the back of an old TV Ooh, with a yeah. flathead. And all I knew was I ended up on a different side of the garage and I couldn't think of the letter F for a little bit. But <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And my teeth tasted like metal. Yeah. I was like, what that's the bad. heck just happened? That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, I, I wish I was more of a tinker. I'm not. Um, there's things that maybe I like at times I'm like, oh, I, you know, it'd be cool to do that. But that's just no, it's not really me. Not me. me. No. I like Legos. So does that count? Legos? No. I mean, I like to take stuff apart. Cool and things Legos. like in school and stuff. Now they build contraptions like I, physics class. I mean, I like to put, Legos,
1: but. I like to put furniture together.
0: But well, that's a little different. Oh, that's a little different than than tinkering. Yeah, and tinkering, trying to create this thing that's going to solve a problem. Oh, Hannah and her Lego bread slicer. <laughs> so the first electric toaster. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Get out your jams and jellies. And it's funny because this is gonna come before sliced bread. Ah, okay. First electric toaster was actually invented in Scotland. Ah, the in Scottish ninety three. Wow. By a man named Alan McMasters. Alright. Uh picture Alan in a kilt. <laughs> Probably so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Along his land of legs. Butter. And uh it was it, eventually. It was. It was in, uh, a variation of a different version of it was invented in the U.S. in 1909 and patented in the U.S. The Mick toaster 1989. <laughs> but these only had, so they only had a, uh, an electrical element. They only toasted on one side. Okay, and then you had to manually flip oh. the bread over and toast the other it's side. It's like an oven. So rather than try to figure out. Or go, hey, we should just put an element on both sides. Yeah. A lot of time was spent trying to figure out, how do we get the machine to flip the bread for us? Oh, my word. How do we get some kind of lever? So he wasn't thinking outside the box, you Mm -hmm. know. He was thinking inside the toaster. This This is kind of everybody who's looking at this and going, I know what I could do. I can come up with a way for it to flip the toast so we don't have to manually turn it. Yeah. It needs to flip the toast. That was not Scottish at all. <laughs> no. In 1926, Charles Strike. All right. Finally goes, hey, why don't we just put an element on both sides? Is he Scottish? No, he's in the U.S. Oh, okay. So he invents the first pop-up toaster. Ah, of the... Great invention. What we think of now as a toaster. He yeah. sounds
1: like a boxer, Charles Strike. Oh,
0: yeah. But, Striker. Bread being sliced unevenly uh, is mm-hmm. a real problem with a pop up toaster. Yeah, it gets hung up. Either it's too thick and it doesn't go down, or worse, it doesn't pop up because then you could have a fire in your hands. Right? Unplug your toaster when it's not used, folks. Or it's too thin. Yeah, toasters are big. Uh, source of kitchen fire yeah um, or it's too thin it flops over may touch the element I mean either way you're putting basically something that's hot enough to burn right next to something that's very flammable <laughs> right red. in your home um, so being sliced unevenly is a real problem enter one auto row weather. I saw his name yeah Otto Roerletter was one of these american tinkers he was a jeweler he owned several jewelry stores now a jeweler make a good tinkerer mm-hmm. yeah and he got and he's and he looked at all this and went hey we need an automatic bread slicer get even slices and you can just sell it that way and you know be good to go. So the bread slicer was actually made so stuff would fit properly in a toaster. More or less. That's backwards from how I thought this was going to mm-hmm. go. Well, I mean, this all of this is kind of happening around the same time. Right. But it's, it's, it's definitely, there are toasters prior to. That's crazy. Prior to Otto coming along and saying, hey, I know what I can invent. Yeah. And he believes in his idea so much that he sells his jewelry stores. Whoa to pour the money into his automatic bread slicer. And this is around when? 1920. So he first invents the automatic bread slicer in 1912. Oh, okay. And you have to wonder what his wife was thinking when he sells all his jewelry stores to pour money into this idea he's been working on out in his garage. Yeah. But then he had a fire. In his garage. Oh, not good. And he lost 10 years worth of work. He left his toaster plugged in he while lost. he was at church. I legitimately wondered if Bread Slicer may have had something to do with the fire, but yeah. I didn't find anything one way or the other. Oh, that would be so traumatic. So, it originally in 1912, but then he lost all of it. All the drawings, all the prototypes, everything. Finally, in 1928. Oh, gosh, 16 years so that tells you not only, you know, the work that went into this and kind of where it falls in relation to Toaster, but how Otto must have been the only person who had this idea. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Because he lost 16 years, and still he's the first person in the market. He's ready to sell his invention. He goes and he patents everything, and his, he has this automatic bread slicer that slices it and packages it all up. Oh, wow. In 28? In 1928. Oh, the year before the crazy purchase. <laughs> so, wrong, wrong, wrong. But you're right. Usually there is a... Uh, there's somebody nipping at your heels. Yeah, if you lose 10 years worth of work, somebody else is going to bring this out before you do. Yeah. And no, all this time later, 16 years later, he's still the first person to the market. Lucky, lucky. So, the clean-made... Bread company. Clean made? Clean made. Okay. You know, the idea, I guess, being that the bread is cleanly made. <laughs> right. But it's spelled, and you got to love this from this time period, M A I D. Oh. So it sounds like a robotic vacuum or a maid service. or Kleenex. Maid service. You're Clean like- made. Huh. Bread company. Out of and I, I looked up a lot of different ways to pronounce this, Chilicothe, Missouri. Chillicothe, Chilicothe, Chilicothe. Wow. They buy his product and they start selling sliced bread out of Missouri. Out of Missouri. Oh, neat. Okay. So, but they're you know they're a smaller company. They're they're a you know I guess a regional or whatever bakery. There's a problem with Otto's invention. It doesn't. There's it doesn't have a good way to package it so that it looks attractive. <laughs> you, know, you think about a loaf of bread now, if you buy it sliced, it looks like a loaf of bread. Like, they've put it back together in such a way that it, it's all even and all that. Oh, this is just kind of a bag of slices thrown in it. I mean, it's a little more than that, but it clearly, like, it doesn't look good on the store shelf. Okay. So, a man named, man named Gustav Popendick. Bought Otto's second slicer and improved the way it packaged, putting it on a cardboard tray. So now you get kind of what we think of, where now it looks like a loaf of bread that's sliced up on the on the store shelf. Another man, W.E. Long of the Wholesome Bread Company. H-O-L-S-U-M. Okay, Long. Wholesome okay. Bread Company. Started using it. And then comes along Continental Baking Company. Okay. Continental Baking Company had bought a smaller bakery that made something called Wonder Bread. Ooh. I see colored dots in our future. You see the little balloons. Yeah. Yep. So Wonder Bread is what really took this invention Nationwide. Ah, oh, that's brought neat. brought sliced okay. bread yeah. to yeah. the masses. Okay. the first national brand using now the modified auto bread slicer. Yeah. And, in fact, in 1933 is the first year that more pre-s, pre-sliced bread is sold than unsliced. Oh, okay, 33. 1933. This is back when ladies were baking bread in the home. Probably. Somewhat, yeah. yeah. Especially depression era. Probably mm-hmm. to save yeah. you know, every penny. Uh, so 1933, you have more pre-sliced bread sold than unsliced. And Otto sells his patents. Oh. He gets out. He's made his money. He made pretty good money. He knows um, when to run. And he's he's out. I bet he went to Cherry Grove and retired. On the beach. Is
1: that where y'all going to retire?
0: No. Savannah. Before we get into the U.S. government and their role in this story, I'll talk a little bit about other versions of sliced bread in other parts of the world. Okay. Because you quickly get into, with with this invention, and, and it quickly goes global. In the UK, you can buy extra thick. Sliced bread. Oh, really? Thick sliced, medium or thin. Oh, that's awesome! Why don't we do that here? Yeah, I think the closest we have is what Texas toast bread, and then yeah. regular.
1: The the farmhouse bread that we get when we go to the beach is kind of that. I guess that it's thicker than.
0: But it's not sold like that. It's not like it's not like advertised on it that. This is
1: oh, like thick sliced or like whatever. It's just the way so neat. But it's yeah. oh, it's it's. Because for certain
0: things, I would get thinner, and i get thicker for other things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah,
1: the bread we get when we go to the beach makes a sandwich, like...
0: Yeah. Thick. Thick. In Japan, the... They sell theirs... They have a lot of different sizes. And they sell it based on how many slices are in a loaf. Mm -hmm. So... I don't really I can't picture that cuz I don't know how big the loaf is. Also a thick a thick loaf is probably cheaper than a you a could have thin slice. four sliced bread or 10 sliced bread right. or 20 sliced bread and it's the thickness of Neat. the slices but the loaf is the same size. Okay. In 1933 again there is an innovation with both thick and thin slices within the same loaf. No, no, no. And it is marketed as quote the first improvement since sliced bread. <laughs> and that because then we get uh um, Here comes a colloquialism. Well then you know then we get another variation of this and you know now it's uh, you know, the new things since sliced bread, and, you know, and it eventually it spreads out outside of, you know, just bread yeah. to just a general marketing term that, you know, whatever this is, it's the greatest thing since sliced, sliced bread. bread. Okay. Which you think about, it, it's kind of funny, because on the list of things that we've invented as a species over the past 150, 200 years, yeah. sliced bread seems pretty low on the list. Right. Like... When you got things like indoor plumbing, yeah, the odorant it seems a lot more important than you know whether or not I have to get a knife out when I want a sandwich. Right. But I guess it really is a time saver because if you have if you have a a mom who's you know cooking breakfast for her family, her husband and three kids, and then making their lunches and just to slice all that bread by hand, I mean, she could be slicing twenty twenty slices of bread. It takes quite a bit of time, a whole lot So you know, it's it's a it's a big time saver. <laughs> it really is. It really is. So it, no, like, you don't think about it. No, you don't think about it. Yeah, because in our in our culture today, a lot of times the unsliced stuff is the seen as the higher quality or the uh, um, what's the word? Um, like it's not not craft, but it's the uh, artisan, artisan. Yeah. Let's just say whatever the bread equivalent of like craft beer would be. It's the, yeah, it's the higher quality. Higher quality. Stuff.
1: Bread equivalent of craft
0: beer. Yeah. You know, you know <laughs> what I mean. Craft bread, baby. Craft bread. So we have sliced bread.
1: Expensive bread.
0: Expensive bread. <laughs> Expensive yeah. bread. Like Dave's killer bread. You seen those bread? Yeah. 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 Well, I think There's that's sliced. So it'd be more like, you know, going to the farmer's market oh, and getting, a, getting a loaf of sourdough or something. Oh yeah. yeah. Or
1: like the, the Shiloh General store. Yes. Ooh. Absolutely. Delicious. Love it. Oh my god, Sourdough bread is one of like the best types dip
0: of dip that and apple butter. Oh.
1: Oh my goodness. God. We have apple butter at the house. Oh <gasps> now we just need sourdough bread.
0: I have attempted to make sourdough. It's been years, but I've attempted to make sourdough. Yeah, and it was not successful. Your other bread is good. I can make regular white bread. I love it from Shalos General Store.
1: And their cinnamon rolls.
0: And they make a mean Reuben. This is yes, they do. This is an Amish store for our listeners who aren't familiar. Yes,
1: an Amish store that takes credit cards. Yes,
0: (laughs) it is the bomb. Uh, Sandwich
1: shop, ice cream, glass bottle drinks, homemade everything.
0: Fried apple pies.
1: Uh, whoopie pies. Whoopie the whoopie pies, pies are good.
0: Yeah. Your whoopie on.
1: We should go. So back to sliced bread.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 1943. The U.S. is in the middle of a disaster. World War II. Yep. And one of the things World War II is known for, and I really should ask my grandparents who lived through this stuff, because I've never, I never asked them. You should ask, but one of the things that Americans are facing is rationing everything. Oh yeah,
1: um,
0: my... uh, and the, the, maybe one of the reasons why I haven't asked is they, my grandparents on both sides grew up dirt poor on farms where they grew everything they mm-hmm. ate. So I wonder how much of this actually did affect. Oh yeah, okay. At the end of the day, like right. they took their corn to the mill down the road, and that's you know the my man. um
1: my grandmother remembers having to um turn her her toys in because there are rubber pieces to them and rubber was one of those things that was being rationed. Oh. And yeah, she she remembers that. And she also grew up um poor. So it was like the toys that she had she had to give up for the war
0: effort. So January eighteenth, nineteen forty three, Queen Elizabeth is seventeen. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> if you listened to our last episode. That's
0: crazy. So the next item on the chopping block for rationing is sliced bread. Sliced bread. There was a couple of reasons for this. The official reason that was given yeah. was that they were worried about the you know this required wax paper to package, and they were worried about the country's supply of wax paper. Wow. Another one that seemed to have played into this was they had the government had artificially boosted flour prices, and they were worried about bread getting too expensive and by doing away with it, the hope that by getting rid of the expensive bread slicing machines, they, they, you know, sell it cheaper. But because bread, if bread rises in price too much, too quickly, it's overthrown countries. Like there are, there are revolutions in countries, you know, particularly in Africa, and the middle East and parts of Europe that have happened because of bread prices. It's an important staple to life. So that they're worried about that. So they ban sliced bread. And in fact, they tell the places that have it, that even though you have a bread slicer, you can't use it. Huh. And everybody hates it. <laughs> very, very unpopular decision. It doesn't last long, does it? In part, because if you didn't already have a good bread knife... It was almost impossible to find with all the other rationing of material. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you're just tearing off chunks of bread.
1: Like a savage. Cramming
0: them into your toaster. So I'm hoping
1: it doesn't catch fire. On March 8th,
0: 1943. So just a couple months in, they lift the ban. <laughs> they come out and they say, oh, no, we discovered we have a surplus of wax paper. So therefore, yeah. You know, but they never would admit that. Essentially, they reversed the decision because it was so unpopular. Backpedal, backpedal. So. So they did sliced bread. And the banning of it. And the banning of it. Yeah. So what's your favorite thing to put on bread? Peanut butter. Really? That's your favorite thing? That was my favorite thing. Okay. I will will eat a peanut butter sandwich. I will eat peanut butter toast. Um,
1: You make cinnamon toast.
0: My favorite thing to put on bread is meat. Boom!
1: I like butter and strawberry jam. or oh, I'm
0: coming around to some strawberry stuff. Oh, yeah, I I want a good wheat bread and peanut butter.
1: Ooh. and dipping your bread in the egg ri- egg yolk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh huh.
0: Yeah. Oh, your toast. Yes. yes. Back to our, back to where we started this episode. With the toaster. Yeah. Yep.
1: I actually both butter. Strawberries and eggs are all with toast. They're not with bread bread. No. With raw bread.
0: <laughs> raw bread. Will <laughs> <laughs> they ever get bread? All right. Very good. You got anything else? I think I'm good. You got anything about sliced bread? I uh-huh. What do you call the ends? Heels. That's what I call them. The, heel. the parts that nobody wants. I think the heel.
1: Uh, the heel, I mean...
0: I'll sop yeah. up gravy with it or something.
1: It'd make a good hot dog one.
0: Yeah. Do you eat soggy bread? Like, in what context?
1: Mm. <laughs> Only against my will.
0: Oh, okay. I try my best to avoid it. Oh, okay. Like, I want... I want a peanut butter sandwich that's freshly made so the oils in the peanut butter don't change the texture of the peanut butter in the bread. Like, oh, really? Don't. Yeah. Oh, I love it when the peanut butter's been on that bread for all all morning but then around lunch. Texture. See, I
1: don't, I don't consider that soggy. I guess I'm thinking... No, like, yeah, that's
0: not so soggy, but it's changed. Texture.
1: Yeah, so like... I can eat soggy bread. But like dipping it in the egg yolk doesn't make it soggy either because <laughs> it's toast. I love bread. I guess I'm
0: thinking
1: of like, Milk, or like
0: oh yeah, bread
1: soaking up milk. Well, yeah, it'd this be more, it'd be like, more like
0: if you put condiments on it, and the condiments soaked into the bread. So. That'd be more soggy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's a uh, oh yeah. The other thing I discovered in this that so we talked about sliced bread in Japan. If you think about sliced bread in Japan, what do you imagine it looking like?
1: Sliced bread in Japan.
0: Oh, I don't know. Like, is there anything specific that might stand I've never really thought about bread in that area because of the rice.
1: Because of the rice.
0: Yeah, so I have no idea. So sliced bread in Japan... Is it an octagon or something? (laughs) ...is perfectly square. It is cut in such a way... The loaf is cut in such a way that every piece is perfect. So it's like a cube? Well, The loaf is like a cube? It's not. I mean, it's not... Like, it's a long cube, I guess. Oh, okay. But... 'Cause it's still a long, it's still a long. Yeah. But like essentially like the crust is trimmed in such a way that it every slice is a perfect.
1: It's bread. uniform. Yeah. Perfectly uniform.
0: To be the most, I work for a Japanese company. It's the That's most Japanese. Japanese thing. Japanese thing I can
1: imagine. Okay. Perfect bread.
0: Their their sliced bread is perfectly I never understood to pull the of crust off for me. I never got that. The
1: crust has a different texture it's a different and a different texture. taste. Yeah. Like, I didn't like crusts. Really? Yeah. We have a little girl at school who brings ham and cheese sandwiches every day, and her mom cuts the crust off and then cuts the sandwich. She cuts the sandwich in the shape of a butterfly using a cookie cutter, and then cuts the butterfly in half. And I'm like, it is the cutest thing.
0: I think also, for me, as a kid, and it took me a while to figure out this, I I don't mind crust if the bread is fresh. Oh, okay. But, you know, the longer the bread has sat, yeah. the tougher that crust gets. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So, not, I mean, the bread also obviously gets staler, but the crust, you know, the so crust can get really... So, what's so a crouton? Toasted, fried, toasted stale bread. Yes. Really? It's a of seasonings on it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. stale? Yeah. Oh. Or they're artificially stale it. I okay. Know. But, yeah, and they, it's stale bread that's been toasted. Ah. Mm Oh. Tossed in oil and spices and toasted. And yummy. Okay. Well, very good. There's
1: something I thought of when you were talking about bread, like, in, I guess, I guess ancient times, um, how it would be a a group effort. You have a group that has to harvest the grain. You have a group that has to roll the grain at the mill. You have a group that has the yeast and, like... So it's like making bread would be a whole village kind
0: of thing. And you still have that in some parts of the world today where, you know, you harvest the grain and you take the grain to the mill and part of the payment to the guy at the mill is part of the grain. Yeah. 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 And then you make your your bread and you take it to the central bakery and part of the payment yeah. to the baker is he gets to keep a loaf of bread. You know, <laughs> yeah. Only kind of, one piece of bread. That yeah. Kind of thing, you know, and it's you just it's a hot dog. On. There you go. Because the the guy at the mill has to stay at the mill all day. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy at the uh, bakery has to stay with the oven all day. So, you know, that's how they feed their families. Yeah. Mm. All of a sudden you have economy. Yeah. Yep. Around bread. And cur- yep. and then there, the currency is bread. Yeah. Yep.
1: yep. Uneasy about like people meeting. To, quote, break bread and be together and have a meal, share a meal together. It's a
0: symbolism for food in general. Food and culture.
1: fellowship fellowship and things like that.
0: Yep. So one more thing that I came across that I just thought was interesting uh, as it relates to sliced bread. Wonder Bread exists in, it's big in four countries. The U.S., Canada, Canada, Mexico, and the U.K., no, I, don't I mean, know. it might exist in the UK, but that's not the one I came across. Um, Australia. It's it's really out of left field. Bangladesh, Pakistan. Oh, that is out of left. So you got the U.S. Wonder Bread in the U.S., Canada, Mexico, and Pakistan. Now, how's that? I have no idea. Okay, I did not look into the history of Wonder Bread for this. I just came across that. And so you got? I guess somebody, yeah, I guess somebody from Pakistan was like, you know, this is good. They don't have this in my home country. I'm going to take it back, you know, like, and they started their own. But yeah, you can get wonder bread in Pakistan. Okay, interesting. The terrible, basically tasteless white bread that we all love. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I like me a good sunbeam though. The so, butter bread. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Potato bread. Potato sun, bread is good.
0: Sunbeam, sun, I don't know what they do to sunbeam, and it's probably not good for you, but whatever they do to it, it stays fresh forever. Yeah, it does. Oh, okay. It not, it, it won't go stale for weeks.
1: I think that's what we had growing up. So yeah. that's what we
0: usually got. That's my, It stayed fresh. It was always soft for yeah. like weeks.
1: That's what my grandma used to have at her house when I would stay with her.
0: Now, I'll eat salt. Oh, I know. I will dip bread in vegetable soup. Yes. And I'll eat it soggy right out of that soup, buddy.
1: He does not toast,
0: just bread.
1: He does cornbread and milk, which cornbread is different than yeah, different. white bread.
0: I love cornbread and milk. That's from way back. My kids are like, oh, God. This is it's so depression good. era food yeah. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> but, but it's we love it. Yeah. That's yeah, good. good. All right, folks. Well, you can find us on social media at WMUH Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. You can email us WMUHpodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Tell us what you think about bread.
1: Are we the greatest podcast since sliced bread? Probably not, but we love you anyway.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Rate, like, and subscribe. See you next week. Later.